1: Wonderful night. I was just walking back, Jonathan, in the snow from the Target Center where the Iowa Hawkeyes, the women's team, Big 10 took on Ohio State tarpins. right? No, no. Uh yesterday was Mar- the Maryland Terrapins, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes, sorry. Thank you. Um and the final score was a hundred thousand to twenty no <laughs> it feels that way, but it, it was, really does it was so fun to watch the Iowa beat Ohio State in fine form, I think the total was a hundred and it, it was Five? 105 to seventy two yes, and to be honest, the game wasn 't even that close no and i'm and it that's thirty three points That's the thirty three point beat down beat and, down. and the game wasn 't even that close. Well, it was fun. It was packed. The Target Center Big Ten tournament had the record number crowd for a Big Ten game inside Target Center. So we're we're so happy that people came out to celebrate uh, the women, the young women who are just outstanding stars. We've got a couple of players from Minnesota on that team, and we'll get into that game and how important it is to have tournaments like that in the city and in the state of Minnesota coming up a little later on in the program. But I want to invite to the program right now a woman who has a daughter that is an incredible athlete, and that's not why I invited her on. But as long as we're talking about incredible young women athletes, I must say hi to Mary LeHammer. How are you? Hi, Suze. I'm great. How are you? Well, it was so fun at Target Center tonight, and I know Bayless is a superstar soccer player, and it's really inspiring to see young women, so many young girls at the game tonight, just uh, enthralled with their athleticism.
0: Yeah, and the Minnesota fans. I just love how our fans have shown up for, you know, women's final four last year, our new pre-professional soccer, selling out, leading the nation in turnout there for Minnesota Aurora. So it's just been so fun to see Minnesota show for
1: the women. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Well, let's talk a little politics. Of course, Mary Hammers with T- Twin Cities Public Television. And during the session, every Wednesday night, on Twin Cities Public Television. She hosts a program dedicated to keeping us all up to date on what's happening in St. Paul with the legislature. Are we like eight weeks now away from the end, or how close to the end are we?
0: Or, or is it like eight months? Because I believe they've done about eight months of work in eight weeks. Yeah, we're really just over two months in, and it is it is true to provide context, because I've been around forever, been there with... Uh, Public television for 25 years, but uh, hanging around with my dad, former AP reporter, the two of us about a half century up there. Wow! And we both agree this is the busiest pace ever. Mm. Major, major bills. We're in double digit bill signings and not little things, major historic monumental policy changes. Right out of the gate in the first two months.
1: Right. And then just last week was uh, restoring a felon's right to vote. That was very emotional and a lot of long hours of discussion on in both chambers. Um, But in the end, it was signed. What do you make of is it really the Democrats just saying we're going to do whatever we want because we can And will it slow down when they start crunching numbers and have to come up with their targets for actually creating a two-year budget? You know, I think out of the
0: gate, it's been incredibly busy policy-wise for Democrats who are running the table now. They have the trifecta, full control of state government. And a lot of these things, like you mentioned, the, the restoration of voting rights for released felons, that's been decades in the making. So a lot of this, Democrats would say, just as a backlog of things, They've wanted to do for a long time and they're going to do while they have control. So kind of that breakneck pace on policy. But as you mentioned, it has to slow down. And I think the marker that we hit last week with what's called the February budget forecast when we found out lawmakers still have 17 and a half billion dollars to spend and they have to balance the budget. We're not the federal government. Minnesota has to deliver a balanced budget or government shuts down. So they do have kind of the slow slog of that budget work now for rest of session, I think.
1: Mary Lehammer, our guest, Twin Cities Public Television, talking politics on this Sunday night. Let's talk about what's left, some of the big things that have not passed yet. I would ask you uh, your thoughts on the passage of recreational adult use marijuana, Um, If you were a betting woman, would you think that would actually get done this session? I think
0: so, but the question mark is really the state Senate. The House has already passed it. The House has heard the bill in previous years. You know, it's going through a very long committee process, but the question mark is certainly the Senate. The Senate has traditionally been a little more conservative on social issues. The Senate hasn't had hearings in the past. Under Republican control, they didn't hear the marijuana legalization bill. And so they've been very deliberate and methodical that this is going to go through just about every committee imaginable as these lawmakers who have been there and haven't heard it, but also just this plethora of new members. The other historic part of session is we have the most new members, freshman lawmakers, basically my whole lifetime since the early 70s. So a huge new class who wants to learn about the what this means, unintended consequences. And Democrats have that very slim margin in the state Senate. They just have a one vote majority. So they're being careful on this one.
1: It's interesting because, you know, the governor has said he'd sign it. And Jesse Ventura has been giving testimony about it and that it was really going to be a lock for sure. And and as you say, we'll see. I know how many it has quite a few more committees to get through Senate. I'm it
0: does. Sure. Yeah. And it's working its way through the House. I mean, we're we're in double digit committee stops, I think, in both chambers. It, mm. They're being really thorough on this one. This is this is a big change. And there are some other states to look to. There's a lot of references to what Colorado has done, for instance, in measuring impairment. That's mm. what we saw in public safety committees last week is trying to figure out how, you know, it's not like alcohol where you can blow a, a number trying to figure out what the, you know, that standard for impairment would be. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. What else strikes you? Obviously, the busyness, how many bills have been signed Mm -hmm. and passed uh, and what's left. Sports betting, is that that's still on the docket?
0: Definitely is. And, you know, if you talk to lawmakers, they say that is a top tier issue. That's mm. something average Minnesotans, non-political junkies really care about Sp- sports betting. Almost every lawmaker you talk to says, that's the one I hear about. That's the one normal people <laughs> like care about, call their lawmakers. They want it. Uh, Representative Zach Stevenson does have the compromise bill, what's perceived as a compromise bill, because the state's Indian tribes are on board and it would keep it exclusive. And not have the tracks in it, but not all Democrats are on board. And the question, again, in that Senate with that really close, close margin is if all the Democrats don't vote, can they get some Republicans on? And so far, Republicans have said without the tracks in, they're not in. So that's not a slam dunk, but I I wouldn't rule it out.
1: Anything else of note before we let you go here on this Sunday evening? Uh, uh, Oh, I know I want to ask you about Governor Walls is going to have a colonoscopy tomorrow. Uh, or I think it's tomorrow. Yep. And
0: he hands power over. It is tomorrow. Tomorrow at one PM. I think we, you know, we sometimes know a little too much about our <laughs> personal lives. We know he goes under at one PM tomorrow, and the Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan will officially be acting governor at that moment. We know that and we'll also be watching the bonding bill. That's a big deal. That's the one where Democrats need Republicans. They have to build a supermajority. That's on the House floor tomorrow. We'll see if they can get that sixty percent of the votes.
1: Well very good. We appreciate your time, Mary. Thanks for popping on. It's always a joy. Of course. All right, Mary Lambert. for you. All right. okay. We'll check check him out on Twin Cities Public Television Almanac on Friday nights, Almanac at the Capitol Wednesday nights on Twin Cities Public Television.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Aya. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. Hi-ya!